0: Coming right up, a special edition of Stray Talk on the Long Beach Civic Center. Our guests tonight, Jeff Fullerton, Project Director for Plenary Edgemoor Civic Partners, and Craig Beck, Director of Public Works for the City of Long Beach, as we continue our 25th anniversary year. Straight Talk is brought to you in part by the Port of Long Beach, a leader in
1: international trade and environmental stewardship. And the Press-Telegram. Your local news leader for over 100 years. And Scan Health Plan for your health and independence.
0: Join us for tonight's edition of Straight Talk. And now, your host, Art Levine. Good evening and welcome to Straight Talk. We have a great show for you tonight focused on the new Long Beach Civic Center. Our first guest is Jeff Fullerton, who's Project Director for Plenary Edgemore Civic Partners. Jeff, welcome to our show.
1: Thanks, Art. Glad to be here.
0: It's an exciting project you guys are uh, involved with, and it's exciting for the whole city. Give us the overall macro view of, uh, of this new Civic Center project.
1: Well, we're certainly excited to be delivering it, and, uh, you know, if you drive by the site now, the construction cranes are up, so it's a very exciting time. Uh, It's it's been a process to get here, which I'm happy to talk about. Um, The project itself is really an overview of master plan of having a city hall, new city hall, new headquarters for the Port Administration Building, a new uh, main library downtown, a new Lincoln Park that will be redeveloped, and an exciting new private development that comes with some excess land we're able to create within the master plan that'll be a combination of hotel possibly residential and retail um that, that comes in phase two of the project
0: and this is a partnership between uh, your entity uh, plenary Rossmore, part, uh, plenary edgemore civic partners and the city of long beach it's a a, a partnership and it's uh public private partnership, so called Triple P, which was used to develop the Duke Courthouse.
1: Yeah, it's a great it's a great process. It really is, especially for some of these large uh, civic scale projects that take a lot of effort. They take a they take a dedicated team and you know we we're a purpose built team. We we put our team together uh, to deliver this project. Very similar, I was involved with the Duke Magian Courthouse. We had the same process there. We had a had a um, equity infrastructure investment fund that teamed with uh, the contractor and the designer and the long-term O&M provider to provide a turnkey solution for the state. So, you know, in the case of the, the courthouse, we uh, they had court on Friday afternoon in one building and Monday in the next, and it wow. was coffee cup ready. We walked in, and uh, that's all they had to do. Well, uh,
0: a lot of our viewers are probably familiar with the fact that a, a civic a new civic center is being built. Uh, and uh, let's uh, go through a few of the renderings that you were good enough to bring the first rendering shows um, a nighttime view of the Civic Center Mm -hmm. and just tell our audience what we're looking at
1: sure well you're looking at um, the the two buildings you can see the twin towers we'll call them they're both 11-story buildings and one of them is the uh, port headquarters and that sits at the corner of Ocean and Magnolia Boulevard where the former uh, courthouse stood and and then kind of behind that in across the civic plaza is the new city hall and that city hall on the first floor is the council chambers and some of the sort of public serving areas uh, the um, cashiers counters the development services the place that gets a lot of traffic and then and then we've got the um you know another nine stories above that to make the 11 story tower in in it in the same height as the port building so it was kind of a nice statement um the Principal architect is the same uh, guy that we worked with on the uh, Dick Majin courthouse, so it's got you know, a little bit of the same features. Kind of relates to that, helps to tie and unify the downtown sure. together a little bit, um, and but provides you know a great civic statement. And certainly now, as you look down First Street, you see Lincoln and a monolithic building behind it. You'll see a much more open and transparent and. Um, I'm going to say humble government structure. You know, the, sure. the existing building was really built in, in, a, in a, kind of a fortress architecture, if you will. Absolutely. And this is really meant to be much more open. We've brought Cedar Street and Chestnut Street through the projects that creates, reintroduces the civic grid and creates a new uh, a holistic plan there. Um, and then 1st Street comes through as a, really as a pedestrian corridor all the way through the project. Let's go to the
0: second uh, uh, yeah. rendering, uh, indicating uh, both uh, Civilian citizen walkways, and also, are there streets that go northwest and uh, east west? Yeah,
1: so the the picture you're looking at here is uh, really that is the landscaping plan for the um, Civic Plaza, the corridor between the two buildings, between the city hall and the port building. That same theme will extend through the private development block in the middle where the uh, residential and retail complex will be built, and then uh, through to Lincoln Park as well, so there'll be a, a through corridor that terminates in the City Council. It's changes.
0: so much more inviting than what we have there now. And finally, let's take a look at the last rendering, which is, of course, the new library.
1: Right, and that's that's really the jewel of the project. It's one of the most exciting uh, pieces of it for us. Um, it was a bit of a challenge to figure out how to do it, you know, architecturally. So. What we ended up doing, and also from a phasing standpoint, we couldn't really close Main Library and redo it for three years. We again had to keep it open and operating. So we're building the new library on top of the existing Lincoln Garage parking structure, taking that column grid and bringing it up. And to keep the structure lightweight and also architecturally you know, exciting, we uh, went with a wood frame building. So it's really a wood frame structure, very open, very kind of indoor-outdoor living um, feel to it, and uh, it'll, it'll be a very nice library. We're, uh, Deciding and where the, and where the
0: current library is uh, will become the park area.
1: Right, the current library. I'm going to say it's an underground library. It's a bit half of it's underground. <laughs> We're bringing it up out of the ground. Yeah. We'll take that hole, we'll fill it in, and we'll do the same kind of redevelopment with the park. The idea was make it more transparent. You know, one of the issues with Lincoln Park right now is it doesn't feel like a safe place. You can't see from origin to destination when you uh, when you when you flatten it out. You can that really helps a lot. Make gives people a lot sure. more of a feeling of safety also makes it much more usable for say big events and for all, a lot more exciting programming that we hope to and this a,
0: a civic center and a civic plaza should be inviting to all the citizens it should it should be a magnet to pull right. people in rather than a a wall to keep them away
1: yeah you know that's really what we hope for we when we started on this pro we started on this project in 2013 uh, in the sort of rfq and rfp process and over the course of much of 2015, we did about 126 community meetings, really went out, talked to a lot of people, got yeah. a lot of feedback about what people wanted, what would bring them downtown, what types of things were missing, why weren't they using the existing facilities. Um, sure. and, and and through all that feedback, it really helped shape and form the plan that we're looking at right. today.
0: Well, in the next segment, we're going to meet uh, the representative of your partner, the city of Long Beach, Craig Beck. The uh, Director of Public, uh, of Public Works. We'll be right back after these messages. At the Port of Long Beach, we're not only delivering jobs, smart ideas, Welcome back. Joined now by Craig Beck, who's the Director of Public Works for the City of Long Beach. Craig, welcome to our show. Thank you, Art. So you represent the city half of this partnership. Tell us what it's what it looks like from your vantage point.
2: Well, I think from the city side, we're really excited about getting a new building. One, um, The building we're in is uh, a little dated. It's very inefficient. You're talking about the City Hall building, yeah, that, that 14-story yeah. Yeah, that's the city hall building that we're in now is very inefficient. Um, it has very high energy usage costs. The floor plates are small and, and uh, inconsistent, so...
0: And there's an earthquake risk.
2: And there is a significant seismic challenge in the building, one that uh, threatens life and, uh, uh, and property. And, and we just don't believe that if we had an earthquake event, we would be able to occupy that building. And, and it's imperative we move forward in a, in a new structure.
0: And uh, we mentioned this briefly in the first segment. Uh, with Jeff, that this is being done as a triple P partnership, public-private partnership, which was the model for the Duke Courthouse that worked out successfully from the city standpoint.
2: Yeah, you'll hear the term DBFOM, or design, build, finance, operate, and maintain. And I think why I bring that up, one of the important elements of this project is the project company, which Jeff represents, will actually maintain the building for us and operate it over the 40-year span of the term of this agreement.
0: So the risk uh, uh, and the responsibility is moved from the city over to your partner as far as maintaining costs, uh, construction costs, and operating costs.
2: Yeah, the, the real um, benefit of going in this direction from a financing tool is that the project company owns the risk. They have the responsibility of delivering the project on time. They have the responsibility of operating it, so they want an efficient building, one that uses less electricity as an example. So over time... Um, We're going to be in a lead gold, hopefully, building, um, which is a a sustainable building, one that is good for the community and costs less energy to run.
0: And uh, the flip side of that is, uh, they are given the opportunity on some of the other space in this uh, square parcel to build a high rise, either hotel or apartment house or condominiums to, uh, to make a profit on subject to the control of the city as far as zoning goes.
2: Yeah, I think Jeff talked about earlier how this project brings through Chestnut and Cedar so that one long block that the city hall currently occupies is gonna be split into three city blocks. And we're really trying to re-engage the Civic Center back to the downtown community and the community as a whole. We believe it's important to have people access the property, be able to walk through the property, drive through the property, and, and splitting those up makes a lot of sense. So with a new library, a new park, a new port building, a new city hall, and council chambers, let's not forget, um, we, we have created an opportunity to build a private uh, development project in between the park and city hall, and I think that really is going to knit the blocks together and, and create more energy in the downtown.
0: What uh, control mechanisms are in place to assure that the city is uh, not overpaying and that the city is uh, benefiting in the way it's supposed to under the original contract?
2: There was a lot of work that was put in place before this item ever came to Council for approval, and so there's actually an agreement between the city and the project company that's very specific on what requirements they have to deliver a building, to operate a building, And basically, the city's making, and we'll call it a rent payment, if you will, but we're making an annual payment uh, to to occupy the space. And and under the P3, we've been able to shift a lot of the construction risk to the project company.
0: Jeff, you've worked with the city before on the the Duke-Majon Courthouse, as was mentioned several times. Uh, How does it look from your perspective in trying to, I mean, you are a for-profit entity, you're you're not a charity. So you want to max out the amount of money you're going to make on this project. How do we as the city protect ourselves from uh, you going overboard on that way and somehow shorting us?
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. And, you know, uh, this was a very tall ask from the city. The original ask was uh, build us a new city hall, port building, library, new park, but don't spend any more than we currently spend to maintain the old building
0: and that was uh mayor right. Fo- then mayor forster yeah. sold it on that basis that's right you and won't pay any more and you get all this very true now, which instinctively sounds great but it sounds so great you wonder
1: well there's there's one nuance in there right which is the city um often uh, cuts maintenance budgets down as craig knows as the director mm-hmm. of public works maintenance is always a tough thing to get budgets for so the city was faced, in addition to what was $12.6 million a year in 2013 to maintain the building, there was another $6.7 million a year of deferred maintenance that they were not funding. So when you added those two numbers together, our, our service payment that Craig talked about is actually about 30% less than the city should have been spending to maintain the city hall. So that, w- we felt, was an achievement to come. But it, it was, took a lot, of, um, a lot of work on the financing side, a lot of work on the construction side. We, we get a lot of, um, actually, efficiency out of marrying the, the design, build, finance, operate, and the maintain projects together. Because you have, for an example, the operator at the table, we spend a little more money up front and you get a much more robust building that doesn't have as long a maintenance. So we look at our value curve over that 35, um, 40 years and say, you know, how can we continue to make that net present value the lowest possible amount? And the private land was a key part of this deal. I mean, it wasn't free. It wasn't a gift. I mean, we wrote, are essentially writing the city a check for the value of that land, for the full market value, to be able to put that into the deal to offset those costs so that we can meet oh, the number that's, that they asked that's
0: where the uh, deferred maintenance costs uh, come in that you got this land basically to cover that cost?
1: Well, we had to hit the, the annual payment, it had to be less than the, they wanted it to be less than the $12.6 million. It turned out to be less than the, the, the total amount of roughly $19 million if they considered the deferred maintenance. But um, in order to do that, we, don't, we, uh, we take that payment, but we also get the value of the private land which we then okay. write a check back to so the entity for. So
0: you are not kicking the deferred maintenance down the road. No, you you we're are sucking going, it up. We're you're taking su- it. Uh-huh. Yep. And it comes from the, the land value that you're getting to... Uh, it
1: comes from the overall
0: mix of the, of the
1: components. So we get land value. We've got a payment uh, from the port who's buying their building. We've got a payment from the city in terms of their uh, monthly rent that Craig talked about.
2: And I think Art one value on the city side that we should talk about. We're we're bringing um, elements of city operations into the new building that we're currently paying. Um, off-site lease space, so they're in they're in buildings that are not in City Hall. We're being we're able to bring them into the new building
0: and eliminate the rent payments to the landlords of those buildings.
2: Exactly, exactly. So that's a benefit to the city, both operationally. It helps us be more efficient, and it eliminates. So that ideally, cost. it's
0: a win-win for both sides. It's the kind of agreement I would imagine that uh, if, if if both parties don't ultimately. Uh, feel good about it. it it's not a, su- it. it's yeah, not a success. It's not a success. And I think
2: one one interesting part about the term of the agreement. So we have a forty-year term with project company who's going to maintain the and operate the facilities for us.
0: Now that was lengthened. It was originally thirty years. Why did it go yeah. to forty?
2: Yeah, I think it just made more sense to go to forty because you could. You could make the financing work and, it, and it help the deal all come together to make sure that we got the premier library that we want, to make sure that the park that's being built is really representative of what the downtown community is looking for. There's a lot of new residents that are moving into the downtown. I think it's important to have some green space available to So today. you
0: wanted a real quality project we wanted a quality and wanted willing project. to pay for it.
2: A little bit more than um, than the, the base cost, and I think adding those outside leases and extending the term... Um, Really helped us get there, and uh, and it's important to note that. And
0: that that was important from your standpoint. The uh, another ten years of payments, and uh, uh, those, that's beneficial from to you
1: right certainly you know as you know if you take out a twenty-year mortgage it's a higher monthly payment than if you take out a thirty-year mortgage yes. So it's a similar it's a similar line that you lengthen it out you can put more capital cost for the same
2: monthly payment yeah and then at the end of the term the project company delivers a quality building to the city so at the end mm-hmm. of that term we get the asset and there's yeah. a standard in which you rate a, a building um, facilities condition or an FCI index, and they have to return it to us at 80 to 85% of what a new building would be after a 40-year term. Really? So that's a, a, an important feature that I want to make sure the audience understands.
0: Okay. We'll be continuing with this great discussion after these messages. make me wear my bike helmet. You taught me never to run with scissors. And to follow the swimming rules. You tell me to stay away from drugs.
1: To so always buckle my seatbelt. So why do you keep a loaded gun in your drawer? How safe is
2: that? You asked them to follow some safety rules? Now they're asking you. In fact, they're counting on you. Never let your gun get into the wrong hands. Remember, always lock it up. Visit ncpc.org.
0: Charter Our Community, along with our partners at Rebuilding Together, have helped more than 1,100 homeowners in the communities Charter serves, and we're helping more every day. Everything is fantastic. I can't believe it. At Charter, we're committed to improving the places people call home and ensuring that families live in safe and suitable housing.
1: It's just a big blessing for me. Couldn't do it by myself.
0: Visit charterourcommunity.com for helpful home safety tips or for information on how you can get involved. We are back with this fascinating discussion on our new Civic Center. Craig, when will this thing all be built and finished?
2: Well, Art, I think you've been to City Hall recently. You've seen the hole down. Um, There's a big hole. There is a big and hole. And big cranes. And two big cranes that are up, and it's scheduled to open in June of 2019.
0: Jeff, is that uh, are you going to hit that target? It's one thing to be scheduled. It's yeah. another thing to actually... Be there. Yeah, Jeff, well, are you going
2: to hit the target? we will hit the target. Right? <laughs> okay.
1: It's, it's too early to call, but right now we're a little bit ahead of schedule, and we're excited about that. So, um, you know, the best way for folks to stay tuned to it is really our, our project website, which is pecplongbeach.com, and there you'll see the construction cameras. We'll be posting updates. We've got some more current photos, all the things people can look at. So you have real-time
0: construction cameras? Absolutely, yes. That's fascinating to watch. I mean, I know growing up in New York City as a kid, we all looked, like to look down in holes. There are peepholes in the wooden dividers and you'd see those steam shovels digging and uh, those cranes are enormous. They're very high. We trust right. they won't tip over or anything. They
1: won't tip over and you can go back and and, and rewind the footage and, and watch the project and fast forward and uh, see yeah. if you look at all of that.
0: Well, uh, it must be satisfying to be engaged in a field where uh, where you're building quality projects like the Duke Magin Courthouse and Yep. and uh, we trust the Civic Center
1: yeah, I mean certainly it's a great part of real estate development to leave a tangible legacy and projects that we can be proud of we hope to be as proud of the Civic Center or more than we are of the Dick Majin Courthouse
2: and I think for me this is once in a career type of opportunity yeah. where you actually get to work on a new City Hall um, yeah. uh, it's really exciting and it's not just a City Hall but our partners at the port work very closely with that team they're gonna have a new administration building a new park and a new library it's a very exciting project to be part of the team
0: And my own view, uh, I know others share it and others may disagree, but I think that uh, uh, the redevelopment of this site will have a dramatic influence on neighboring sites that are not part of the project, but will stimulate private investment in the area surrounding the new Civic Center.
2: Yeah, I think I think the city of Long Beach is sending a strong signal that it's investing in its downtown and it's investing in its infrastructure. And you've seen the private sector respond. There's a lot of activity going on in downtown and and other areas of the city. There's new projects happening in North Long Beach. There's projects going on all over the city. So Long Beach is a place to be.
0: And uh, a little bit uh, about up close and personal with our guest Jeff. You originally were trained as an accountant. Yep. And uh, you then went, got your MBA at Stanford?
1: I did, yeah. So neither one of them taught me how to deliver a city hall for less than it <laughs> cost to maintain the old one. But uh, you learn something new every day.
0: And and Craig, you're a, a Long Beach State alum. I am a Long Beach State alum, go Beach! Yeah, yeah, and uh, your alma mater is uh, is really hitting its stride here. We had 90,000 applications last year for 8,000 places, so. Yeah, uh, that's fantastic. Uh, and I was teaching business law when you were taking it, but not from me, so you learned a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been uh, been uh, working for the
2: city for a number of years, and it's really fun to see the, the city changing and all the excitement. You know, it's really gratifying
0: as a professor to see how many of our students stay in Long Beach with jobs, whether it's with the port, the city, mm-hmm. uh, Boeing, when it was in its heyday. Uh, there's a real sense of community here, so thank, thank you both for uh, for joining us here and uh... uh... we appreciate uh, uh... all the work you're doing and we'll be back with the rest of our show after these messages Well, this is an exciting time in the life of the city. We have uh, a potentially really quality project being built that uh, in all likelihood will stimulate uh, development uh, throughout the downtown area. And we seem to have first class folks who are running the project, both from a city standpoint, Craig and uh, Jeff, uh, you and your firm uh, have a great track record. Final words to our viewers.
1: Well, we're just excited. We're waiting for ribbon cutting. Uh, you know, go beach. Uh, we look forward to seeing everybody uh, at June 9 of nineteen. of June, June n- of 2019.
0: 2019. Okay. You, you
2: heard it from Jeff, so okay. we, we look to hit that date, and, and I just want to say that uh, this is a fantastic project and excited to be part of it.
0: Gentlemen, thank you both for coming here and sharing your enthusiasm for this project, and thank you guys for watching. Please join us next week for the next edition of Straight Talk. Good night, everyone. Straight Talk has been brought to you by the Port of Long Beach, the Press-Telegram, and Scan Health Plan. And remember, Straight Talk is viewable 24-7 at straighttalktv.com.
2: dollars may be yours. Find
1: out if you qualify for state and federal earned income tax credits. Get free income tax assistance from certified preparers at a VITA event or site near you. For more information, visit boe.ca.gov forward slash vita. Chairman Jerome Horton encourages you to make your appointment today. Call 1-866-910-9559. It's your money.
0: Get it. They said I couldn't dream. Called me a piece of trash and swore that's all I'd ever be. Said a bottle couldn't see the ocean. Give up. Go back to the dumpster. But I didn't listen. I made my way. And now, I am what I've always wanted to be.